Praise the Lord. We are glad to have our children join them. Praise the Lord. This morning I trust that you would open your heart to hear what God has for you and I. I believe, God, that He gave me this specific sermon for such a day like this for you and for me. We are going to be speaking on neglect not, neglect not the examples set to keep you upright before God. Neglect not the examples set to keep you upright before God. We shall we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this hour. And thank you for the Holy Word of God and thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that the Word of God will have a free course to us. We pray that you will give us understanding. We pray that our eyes will be open to the truth and we will stay in your truth. This we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I'll read from verse 1. If anybody is talking, he should stop and listen. Thank you. At the back, no one should talk. Thank you. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. They drank drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness now these things became our example to the intent that we should not last after all after evil things as they also lasted and do not become idolaters as were some of them As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained, 
and were destroyed by the destroyer. No, let sorry, now let these things excuse me. Now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the age have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Verse 13 is the last one. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. Neglect not the examples set to keep you upright before God. If you gave me the verse 1 in King James, because of a certain word I want to use. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you be ignorant how that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Amen. Now, something very important. When you pick the first word, moreover, it has a message in itself for us. Hallelujah. What is moreover? Above all, beside everything. So this is to tell you that what we are going to listen to is very important. Praise the Lord. Above everything else, we should not be ignorant and do things by heart. Above all, moreover, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant in the matter that we are about to hear. God would want his people to be very knowledgeable concerning our walk with him. And the moreover is pointing to the fact that Chese Praise the Lord. And I notice that I don't think many people pay attention to some of these things. There are many things that have happened to people in the days of the Bible. And God is telling us that for those of us who are privileged to be living in today, those things that happen to those people, they are our examples. Praise the Lord. So that none of us can take God for granted. When I was studying and I came across that, and the Spirit of the Lord by His grace was teaching me, I discovered that, 
I observe that the attitude of men in everything we do don't show that. When the Bible said, Moreover, don't be ignorant. May I say that as long as you live in this life, you have no excuse. The lawyers have something they say. Ignorant is no ignorant of the law is no excuse. Is that correct? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Hello? Are you here this morning? When the traffic light is on and you are driving and the traffic light is red and you cross the traffic light and the policeman at the other end stops you. You have no case. Whether you went to driving school and you were told red is stop. That is not what he... I don't think that any policeman would ever stop anybody who went over the red light and simply say that, did you go to driving school? That will not be the question. You have violated and you have violated. So whether you are aware that I do not run through the red light or not, you have been caught. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, I want us to know that God, in His mercy, is bringing something very important to our attention, which we need to heed to it. Because I know that many of us are taking a lot of things for granted, and God will not have us to take things for granted. Praise the Lord. So, that's the first thing that I would like to say. The second thing that I would like to say is in verse 2 all the way to verse 6. And there we will dwell a bit. He says that all passed, well, sorry, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud, in the sea, and in the sea. And all, sorry, all ate the same spiritual food. That makes it more dangerous. And all drunk, same. Would you have the mic? I'd like for Mama to read for us so that we can have a look at a few things together. Just two to, two to, two to six, two to, two to five. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, hmm. and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was, Jesus, was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Amen. Pray. Amen. Now, listen to me here. The question that was raising in my own heart was this. In Simbuse, ah, how could all of them experience the same thing? 
How could all of them hear the same things? How could all of them eat the same things? But the Bible said, with most of them, it was a matter to me. Praise the Lord. Drink. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's take it. It was a matter to me. So may I say, brethren, all of us, we are hearing. All of us, we are eating. But may it never be said that with you, God was not pleased. Praise the Lord. So, what is it that makes a man not to be pleasing the Lord? A dear in a beman nipa, se otinya miasem, nenso su, onso nyamieni. It's a question that you should not take it for granted. What is it that will not let a man be accepted as pleasing the Lord? When he is hearing by the word of God, he is hearing by the spirit of God, is something we should carefully consider. Praise the Lord. I taught and I taught and then I heard God clearly say, you know, we all get excited about when somebody believes through or false. But I was quite surprised this time when the Spirit of the Lord in His teaching me taught me that we have settled at the place where people believe. We don't need to settle there. We need to press on to be obedient to His Word. Amen. For faith alone does not save a man. And then in my dialogue with the Lord, Jidinkwa Enji Nipa. I just say the Suti Akahu Amo Yamiasem. And in Tisan Nipa no omujidi yano. And yo nyinara and a so nyamiani. If we say I have come to now know that a man can even believe and still have a bad heart. You didn't hear that. In fact, that phrase was just given to me by the Spirit of the Lord when he hit it, bam. That do you know that a man can believe and still have a bad heart? I said, "Uh uh-uh. But with the heart, and I said, with the heart, man believes. I'll quote. And the Lord said, you can believe, but you can just say that after all. Doesn't the Bible say that Satan also believes? And, And Satan believing the Lord, does it change him? Oh, I didn't hear you. Does it change him? Ah. So, I want us to critically look at this matter that we are considering. Because many of us have come to the point where 
We pride ourselves in, I believe, I believe, I believe. May I say to you this morning, it is not a matter of belief, but it is a matter of being obedient to the word of God. Hallelujah. And so when God spoke and said that, with most of them he was not pleased, I began investigating. Because it was a matter to my own life and my heart. Then I discovered that it is important that I go before God and seek. Now, in my seeking and trying to figure out, there was this word that came to me that I really, it shook me. You know, in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 9. Please, just pay attention. Book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 9. Mama, would you like to take it from verse 9? Read, and I will stop you where I need to. Book of the book of Acts 8. Listen to this. It has to do with somebody who believed. And, 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 and as far as anybody was concerned, he has believed. He's been numbered among the saints, but he had a bad heart. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. Hmm. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, Mm. This man is the great power of God. Mm. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. Simon did what? Believed. Now I want to hear everybody, please. Simon did what? Believed. Okay, go ahead. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Hmm. Let's take note of this verse. I think we'll come back to that. Go ahead. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them, Mm. who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. Okay. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, Mm. saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. Mm. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, mm. for your heart is not right in the sight of God. <sighs> Repent, therefore, of your wickedness, mm. and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Mm. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. That is fine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Listen carefully. There are so much that we can have from this scripture. 
when Philip had landed and had preached the word of the Lord, many believed miracles have happened. And there was a man who was who was a sorceress. Obia chese ono diye abusum sem eni semwa eni yesu munor tumia eni yesu munor di yejuma. Ah chese the whole city were bunkam obia obia shenasi until Philip came and preached the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. Shout a big amen. The people were released by the preaching of the gospel. And then they came to understanding and decided to be fellowshipping. Now, something interesting happened. When the people heard the word of God and Philip said, Is there anybody who wants to believe? All of a sudden, Simon the sorcerer also believed. But I'm asking myself, if Simon the sorcerer had been part of the church service and had been part of, part of all the teaching services that was going on, I thought it was wonderful. But of course, there is a need for Holy Ghost baptism. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says that when the apostles heard about Samaria haven't received the word of the Lord, they quickly sent the apostles to say, go and tell them about the Holy Spirit so that they can also receive power. And then he, the John, uh, Peter and John came and, 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 and taught them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, in the midst of many people receiving the Holy Spirit, Simon the sorcerer did not receive the Holy Spirit because he was of a different heart. But in the verse 13, very important that we take note of. Then Simon himself also did what? I want to hear the church say, Simon himself also did what? Believed. Can you flop, uh, flot a man who has believed on Jesus? Who dare you tell somebody that? Who it is at this point that I discovered we must be careful to maintain good heart. Praise the Lord. Now, Simon, you see, unless we are not, I don't know how to put it, but may I say to you, children of God, this will beat many, many people on the day of the Lord. This is the reason for which this is a very good example that we ought to follow. Hallelujah. Don't say you believe but yet has a, have a bad heart. People who have bad hearts will not make it. And people who have bad hearts manifest it. By the way they talk, by the way they react to everything. May it never be like that with you. So Simon believed. When, uh, and when he saw... Sorry, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. It's a big problem also for me. He started church service. Car. If he wasn't married, and a young man, a young woman was there, he could have married. Now, Simon the sorcerer has become part of us all. So we can marry, we can give him to, we can give in to him. Do you know that in the fellowship, some woman would have married Brother Simon? 
The church elders started calling him Brother Simon. Everybody recognized him and his testimony went abroad. Every, you know, this man, the Lord has saved him. He's one of us. And everybody was happy with him. But something happened. When the matter of the Holy Ghost came in, and the apostles came, he was exposed. I pray that all those who are hiding will be exposed. This is what is now finishing the Christian faith. Many call themselves, they believe, but their hearts are bad. And the Bible said, these things have been written as an admonition for us. What is God saying? We those who are hearing this, I want to say, may you not have a bad heart. Because you can be in the church and can have a bad heart. You can be in the church, in the prayer meeting, in the outreach, in everything and can still have a bad heart. It's a matter of concern. And you know, brethren, let me tell you the truth that God may help you and I. Our God is not moved by how much we can impress him. Our God is moved by the kind of heart you have. Thank God that when you believe you shall be saved. But if the brethren have not come to Samaria to minister on the subject of the Holy Spirit, do you know that this brother would have been in the church quietly and probably would even die and a big funeral can be made and testimony, uh, what do they call, tributes can be said about him? Nicely that he was uh, a sorcerer, but he got born again and now he's fantastic. Do you know that such things can go forth? So I say to you, please, don't have a bad heart. Praise the Lord. I noticed that nobody said that. Amen. Simon believed. And what I love about this verse 13 is that he continued with Philip. He continued with Philip. You know, people don't like for us to tell the truth. There are many people continuing with us. But may I tell you, they came to see us off. May it never happen to anybody that you came to see somebody of. May the Lord encounter you in such a way that your inner man will be affected. Majority of us sometimes the things that we can do and say, you wonder whether there has been a true encounter with the Lord. And I beg you, this may be a sharp message. But it is not for your detriment. It's for your good. Show me your fruit and I will show who you are. You see the manifestation of Simon was so clear. He came at a time and I'm sure that Philip and all of the guys 
were now flowing with such a brother. Because this brother now is okay. Because he has believed. But may I tell you something that I saw. Do you know that you can believe without repenting? I discovered that in the Bible. Believe, you can believe Jesus. That is why Satan believes and yet he has not repented. Majority of Christian people in our day believe, but they have not repented. If a man has not repented, his heart can never, never, never be ready for the Lord. Are you listening? As for believing, you can shout it out. The Bible says that with a heart man believes. But you see, it is a stage of bringing you to acknowledge Jesus. But the matter is, what is your state? Are you willing to let go the old nature for it to be finished completely? Majority of people are having the old nature, the Adamic nature, deeply rooted in them and they manifest it from time to time. May I say to you, that is why he said, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. May you be so determined and be ready to face it and let the old nature be crushed and be delivered. Praise the Lord. See, this kind of message, we don't want in our generation. But may you accept it because it will do you good. Brother believed, brother fellowshiped, brother was everywhere, and apparently there was something deep in him that he was saying, And I see manifestation of many sons and daughters of God. It is when something happens, and I want to announce it to you, brother, anybody who has had an encounter with the Lord Jesus... There is no option. You will manifest Jesus. If the person has sincerely repented from his sins and, and, and had added that to his belief, his manifestation will be different. But you see, when the Holy Ghost came, they came and ministered the Holy Spirit. And then they, 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 Brother Simon saw that people have begun speaking in tongues and all of that, and he could not also join them. And uh, ah, why am I not receiving the Holy Ghost? And let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost will never come to anybody whose heart is not correct. So, the Bible said, give me this power too. I wonder why he didn't say that. Why is everybody speaking in tongues as a manifestation? Why am I not? So they could have helped him that your heart is not correct. But he needed it to go and do his business, which he used to do. Many people are in the church now. They, they need Christ to add to what they have, not to serve him. May you not be like that. So Brother Simon now was rebuked. Let's continue. And I, 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 it's just very interesting. The Bible says, and when the apostles were at Jerusalem, had, no, 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 come down a bit. Come down, come down, come down, come down. When Peter started speaking, after he had said that. And when Simon saw that through the laying off of hands, 
In other words, as the apostles John and Peter were going on receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and all of that, well, as soon as he saw that, the laying of hands was, was bringing them the, the manifestation of, of the entrance of the Holy Spirit, quickly the real stuff in him started coming out. And I have observed that you see, when people begin to react, you begin to see who they are. Especially when there is a given situation. May the Lord help us. This is so important. He reacted to show who he is. May we learn. May we learn. May we learn. You see, the reason why Jesus wants us to become like him is that when his enemies even came around him, and when they were insulting him, when they were saying all kinds of things about him, the Bible says that he opened not his mouth. Can we grow into maturity when no matter what happens to us, we will still manifest Jesus? That will be a sign that indeed you are marked for heaven. Praise the Lord. Anytime you react based on something, aggressively, may I plead with you that you have believed. Go back and do proper repentance so that your heart can be occupied. Hallelujah. Let's quickly take up another important point. We will read from verse 6 and 7 of the main scripture, 1 Corinthians. When it comes up, read for me First Corinthians chapter 10, 6 and 7. Now these things became our examples. Ah. To the intent that we should not last after evil things Kai. as they also lasted. Mm. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? The people who experience God and eat spiritual food and spiritual drink, supposedly they themselves were spiritual, they got to a point where what they received, they played with it. So it was out of the manifestation of their lives who they were made of, what they were made of, that God came and said, these people are not correct. In our generation, may I tell you, the whole world is looking for sons and daughters of God. Praise the Lord. People who manifest the character of Jesus. Now, their idolatry, let me just touch on that briefly. Their idolatry could be the one of image. But I have noticed that today in our generation, our, our idolatry is different from the image one. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing me? Your idolatry can never... I mean, of course, because if you go and just make carve some wood and look at the wood and then bow your heads and slaughter a flower, a fowl and pour the blood on it. Everybody else will see you. Now people have graduated 
from that kind of thing and now they have moved into an idolatry of the heart. And what does the idolatry of the heart, uh, what is the idolatry of the heart? The idolatry of the heart is that thing that has carried you to such an extent that you behave as a Christian, but indeed you are not. You do everything like a Christian, but you are not. And idolatry of the heart is so deceptive to such an extent that if the Lord doesn't help you, you may not see it. Idolatry of the heart. Some of us, we, we, we are so caught up with the things of our own to just understand that there is no space even for God. It's an idolatry of the heart. May you get rid of that. Praise the Lord. Idolatry of the heart is the one that makes you... No, they can say everything they want, but you say... Idolatry of the heart is the one that does not make you repent at the word of God. Idolatry of the heart is the one that really makes you put up hypocritical life. It's an idolatry of the heart. Amazingly, one day, a man of God was sitting down quietly... And the elders of Israel who knew God decided to go and inquire from God. And let's quickly go to Ezekiel chapter, chapter, chapter 14. We will pick it up 1 to 6 for you to see that in today, idolatry of the heart is not an image, but it's in the thing, Ezekiel chapter 14, 1 to 6. It's in the things that have possessed us so much that everything that we do. Now, Christianity is not the fear of God as this morning we were praying. Christianity is not so much about how you can make time for God and please God and serve God and, and be obedient. Christianity is all about what can God do for me. I need me. That is idolatry of the heart. So, if we are not touching on the thing that is crucial to you to pray about, something is wrong with the church. I must go to where I can be prayed for on my matter. Idolatry of the heart is the one that leads you and guides you. Listen, brother, let me tell you, God is faithful. Praise the Lord. I know without a shadow of a doubt. If you serve God faithfully, because He is the one who said in His word, that before you even ask, I knew your matter. And I have seen demonstration of it clearly in many lives, including my own lives. People who never pleaded with God for anything, and yet the Lord did it for them because they pleased the Lord. May we grow up to that level. Yes, Mama, go ahead for us. Listen to this. Now, some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me. Okay. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Ha! Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts. Ha! And put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Ha! Should I let myself be inquired of at all by them? Okay. Therefore, speak to them and say to them, that says the Lord God, every one of the house of Israel who set up his idols in his heart and put before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity and then comes to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols. Hmm. 
that I may seize the house of Israel by their heart, because they are all estranged from me by their idols. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent, turn away from your idols, and turn your faces away from all your abominations. Amen. Amen. Idolatry of the heart is the one that makes people sin. You remember he says that it causes them to stumble. Things that are in our hearts that we are not dealing with and allowing God to deal with it. Majority of us, we love that this is mine. I cannot tolerate this. I cannot accept it. I cannot be like this. No matter what. You manifest those things. May I plead with you. Get rid of them. Because the idolatry of the heart leads you to stumble. Praise the Lord. When you are, when you are, when you are. You see, we, we have taken so much things for granted that it's disturbing. And I pray that today in this short sermon, we will wake up. Because you see, the people who God dealt with, they were punished. Some died before their time. Now God graciously said that for those of us who are living at the close of the age, look at those people and see how they operated so that you would take some lessons out of it and so that the same thing does not happen to you. So those of us who are staying in this life, I'm begging you, don't joke with your Christianity. Don't neglect the warnings that others have received. Don't take it for granted. Every day you must begin to seek and put yourself at at the platform before the Lord and say, Lord, how am I doing? Please tell me. So that you will be able to deal with some of these things that today in our generation have been taken for granted. The idolatry of the heart will not let you love God. This morning we prayed about it. You know, one of the things that the churches have done very well, let me put it this way, one of the things that in in, in the book of Revelation, the churches did very well. The church of Ephesus, they were fantastic. There was no fault with regards to whatever they did. But God said something that was very crucial. He said, you have lost your first love. What does that mean? Something else became important to them in their heart more than God. May I say to you this morning, may I ask you, what is it that is so important to you more than God? Begin to deal with that thing. Praise the Lord. Because eventually, it will let you stumble. The reason why people backslide is that when the idolatry of the heart had taken place and they have fueled it with their own desires, they find themselves not flowing. You know, one of the things that I have said to myself, the candle must burn perpetually in the presence of the Lord. What I have taken for me is that, Lord, as long as I live, I am begging you for one thing. May I fire up until the day I die. That's what I have said. And I pray about it from time to time. Because I know how it is. Very soon, things that are very important will mean nothing to you. Prayer will mean nothing to you. Spending time at the word of the Lord will mean nothing to you. 
you will become quarrelsome, misunderstanding, and always judging people living in your head. When idolatry of the heart catches you, your manifestation can be wonderful. But I pray that the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. Let's begin to be real children of God because the whole world is hungry for us. So may we not neglect such good examples that God has set for us. We need to exhibit, you know, we need to get to the point when even if people don't take the Bible to read, they don't excuse because they would have found us. They would have said to us, but, you know, I don't want to do this, but when I look at this person too, something, what is it about this person? This is what God is looking for. Therefore, let's not neglect the examples that God has set for us. Amen. We move on quickly. As for those things, I think that you know that's from verse, uh, verse 8 to 10. Although it's not supposed to be so, but it is so. There are people living in this church who are sleeping around, fornicating. There are people in this church who are sleeping with other people's wives. There are people. May I say this to you? Read the scripture for me yourself. One, two. No, no, I didn't hear you. Speak it loudly, clearly. One, two. Nine. And were destroyed by the serpents. Ten. You know, let me tell you something. Sometimes one can be in the church. And as for him, everything he does is to complain. And the pastors. And the this. And the that. One of the things I have learned, keep your mouth shut about anything you don't understand. It is safe for you. I didn't hear anybody say amen. No, you, you, you may not know some of these serious things. People who stood up and complained, they died in their time. They died before their time. Sometimes, children of God, we complain and complain and judge and judge and judge. Do you know that God says don't judge anybody? You can admonish. Tell them this is, do it this way. That's what the Bible says. I mean, in the sense of openness, sometimes we don't even talk. But the judgment has taken place in our heart. But I observe that as man looks at the outward, outward, he might not see that you have judged. But the one that looks at the inside, he is the one who will see it when you have even judged. And uh, the law court has not caught me because I haven't said anything. But the court of heaven says that you have said it. I plead. Don't be in this church and be sleeping. 
with women when you haven't married them. If you want to marry, come. Sister Leonora will do for you here. Decoration. Free pastors will come. You don't pay us for their coming. What God has joined together, let no one put us in We will put you together and they will bless you. You are not saying amen. If you want it on, 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 on Tuesday morning, as long as you have gone on this thing and you say, Pastor, me, me, I can't afford all of this feeding people plenty, plenty. Pastor, I want it cool. So can you please, we will ask you to bring your witnesses and then we will still preach like on the crusade ground. Then we will join you together. Have your wife. Who said you should follow after somebody? The people who can afford, let them do it. Other people can also bless them. But you, you are gathering your pieces together. But don't complain. Don't complain, I beg you. Don't complain. One of the things I've seen will destroy many people is complaints. You are not fornicating. You are not uh, uh, causing adultery. But your mouth carries everybody's matter. Including the pastors. I beg you all, refrain from that. Thank you for saying amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, why probably I want you to have a few more minutes. I want you to see this as serious as that. The Bible says, no complain. As, as some of them also complained and were... When you complain and the destruction is coming, you are likely to call the same pastor. And do you know that one of the things I have found out also in my work with God is that whenever you pray for somebody, you see, most of the time when we come, the first thing is that we are attacking the devil. As for the devil, he is always in trouble. Amen. Oh, let something happen to you. A pastor, his first reaction most of the time, we are not very careful to stand for a few minutes and say, Lord, what is it up here? What is it? Most of the time, to impress you, we are coming with, in the name of Jesus, do you know that majority of the things that come on people, it is not Satan? Did you see Satan in this matter? Oh, you are not mine. Did you see Satan in this matter? So, those of you who complain, everything you complain and talk, God said, I should tell you, that's all. It is better for you to just stay put. If you don't understand, just stay out of it. Hallelujah. It will be good for you. And those of us who judge, let's be careful. This morning, was it yesterday or this morning? Let me see if I can find it. On my quiet time, I, I, I found the scripture from the book of Romans. Is it 14? 14, 7. I'm not sure. Let's see if it is 7. No, let's see, it's not. But he, he talks about don't judge. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in Romans. Either, for, either 14 or 
11th, 10th. Somebody... Okay, read it for me if it is the one. One, two. Apart from this one, there is another one. It's in the same place. Look for it. I think it says something like, this is what you should do. You found it? I thought you lifted your hands to save. Scroll through. I think it's in this same. Let us, judge, let us not judge one another anymore. Aha, this one. One, two. What was interesting to me is that don't judge. But then he gave the answer what, what you should do. But he said, but rather resolve this. Not to put a stumbling block. Don't do it. Stay out of it. Don't cause trouble for anybody. Hallelujah. Today we are coming to the Holy Communion. And the word that God gave me for you and for me, neglect not these examples that had taken place. Especially those of us who are found in these last days. As I come to a close, let me say one of these. The only thing that can let a man escape is when he repents. Praise the Lord. Repentance is so important. When God was speaking to the churches and was showing who they were, one of the first things that he kept hammering to all the churches was repent. Repent. And I have seen, as I keep reminding you of this in in this church, you should always be ready and quick to repent whenever something is shown to you. Instead of being upset... Say to yourself, Lord, please help me out. I didn't realize that I was complaining. I didn't realize that this is what I was doing. If you go with that heart, the Lord will certainly help you. Amen. Okay, we will close it up with this matter here in the last bit of it. Sexual immorality I've mentioned in the verse 13, 11 to 13. Now, can we all read the scripture please? One, two. Can we start please? One, two. Now all these happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the age have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. No temptation.
Amen. Shall we bow our heads for prayer? I don't know what you heard. Last Sunday at the impartation service, the Lord revealed something to us. He said, as I speak to the church, I also speak to the individuals. And take heed what you hear. I don't know what you have heard today. Probably you are caught by taking things lightly. Maybe you are complaining. Maybe sexually you are not living right. Maybe the things that God had spoken to you, you don't do them and no man even knows it. But between you and God, you know. May I, may I humbly even say that some people deliberately don't even pay their tithe. But God knows that. May I say that some people have taken things so for granted, thinking that it is, they are doing it for man. May I say that, please, look at your own life. Do you know that there are a lot of things that we may not see? We may not see. But before God, they are very plain. The Bible says that these things happened. So may we not neglect the example that has been set for us to be upright before the Lord. I don't know what the Holy Ghost said to you, but may I tell you, the Holy Ghost whispered something to you. Would you please, this short hour, say something to the Lord and say, Lord, help my life. When you repent, He will be faithful to you. God is very faithful. When you repent, He'll be faithful to you. But if you take it for granted, we will have no excuse. Father, we stand today and sit today in your presence. We ask that you may cleanse us. Especially the things that you have pointed it out to us individually by the word of the Lord. We pray that you will save us and deliver us. We have not only come to believe you only, but also rent our hearts before you. My Father, I pray that it will not only be said that we believe, but more so it will be said that moreover, we are obedient to you and we are not ignorant concerning the examples that you have set before us. As I pray, Lord, I ask that you would sanctify all of us from every weakness of the flesh, from every judgment, from every complaints. Help us, O oh God, to stand upright before you. As we come to your table, we pray that we will receive of you the blessing from your table. This is what we ask for in Jesus' name. Amen.